0: Mark 11, verse 27 through chapter 12, verse 12. And they came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him, and they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you the authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I'll ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me they discussed it with one another, saying, Well, if we say from heaven, he'll say, Why, then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, uh, they were afraid of the people. For they all held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the Wine press and built a tower, and leased it to tenants, and went into another country. When the season came, he sent a servant to the tenants to get from them some of the fruit of the vineyard, and they took him, and beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Again he sent to them another servant, and they struck him on the head, and treated him shamefully, and he sent another, and him they killed, and so with many others, some they beat, some they killed, he had still one other, a beloved son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They'll respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come let us, kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. And they took him, and killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? Will he not come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others? Have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And they were seeking to arrest him, but feared the people, for they perceived that he had told the parable against them. So they left him and went away. In Jesus' day, having a vineyard wasn't an uncommon occupation. Yeah, it was actually pretty, pretty common for people to, to work vineyards. You know the the same way that that farming is now. Vineyards often were in Jesus' day. Sure, there are people doing doing farming, but but around around Jerusalem and Judea and Galilee, there are plenty of people who are working vineyards. That's pretty 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 common. You know, so this isn't unfamiliar. And when you've got a vineyard and you've got tenant farmers and you've got an absentee landlord well a little bit of tension that's not unfamiliar either i mean you know it's it's not it's not super common but it's not unusual for for landlords and tenants to not get along today either so here back in the past things aren't enforced as as clearly the lines aren't always aren't always so well demarcated it's not uncommon that, you know, an absentee landlord has tenants who resist paying. And so we see it kind of ramp up. You know, servants, servants rejected. Servants, you know, hit in the head when he's coming to collect it. People resisting, a you know, a tax collector the same way they're resisting the the absentee landlord sending someone to, to collect the money. It ramps up, right? Struck the first in the head. They kill another. They beat some, they kill another, and finally killing the the landlord's son was extreme. But it kind of ramps up to that too. This is plausible. People hear this and they they the the first years, you know, people in, in the temple then in that day they hear this and they go, Oh man. Yeah this happens. But at the same time, they know that jesus isn 't just telling a story or something that that happened you know the next town over the vineyard it 's a well known metaphor for god 's people. The Israelites heard this they recognize that the vineyard that 's that 's the field that 's the that 's god 's people the tenants they recognize that 's the spiritual leaders of israel now, jesus is taking some some phrases directly from from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah five, Isaiah talks about God putting his people in the promised land as one who is digging a pit for a vine, wine press and building a tower, putting a fence around it. So it's clear, the metaphor here is for the spiritual leaders of Israel. They're the tenants, they're the tenants. And And, and think about this. Now, what does somebody enjoy there in this in this vineyard? Well, all of the benefits, all of the improvements in this case that the that the landlord has made. The fence is built around it. The pit that's dug for the, <coughs> that's dug for the wine press. The tower that's been built. I mean, these are these are incredible. These are incredible helps. You have know, a fence around it. Wild animals can't get in and, and eat up the eat up the fruits. The you know, wine press, they that they have that already. They can not, not only produce the fruit, but enjoy it, but you know, process it. The tower. Now this 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 seems a little bit strange. You know, what does a vineyard need with a with a tower? But but back in the day that was that was essential sometimes for protection for the people. You know, there's a there's a neighboring people who who raid it who who attack through the vineyard where do you, where do you go you you go to your security room you go to your tower to be safe there and from there you can look out you can see people coming there's protection there's 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 benefit you know this is the place where where vines where fruits can grow better and this is a place where you can enjoy those fruits there are immense benefits and so too are the spiritual benefits for the spiritual leaders of Israel they they have so many so many advantages don't they they have they've so many advantages they have they have the scriptures they have god's blessing they and they alone are the one ones among whom god has chosen to dwell to live this, this is where god lives they have that immense benefit God's seen them through incredibly difficult times. God's brought them out of, out of slavery in Egypt. God has protected them from attack. God has allowed them to have fruit and to enjoy it. This is what God's hope is. God hopes to have a spiritually fruitful people. God's done these things, given us these blessings for a reason so that we can enjoy them and share them with God. Desires to have a spiritually fruitful people. But as Jesus speaks this parable, the spiritual leaders of Israel have failed to provide fruit to God. No, what are they doing instead? They're seeking their own profit. They refuse to give Jesus a straight answer, don't they? Because they are afraid of the people. They don't seek to arrest Jesus because they feared the people spiritual leaders of Israel have failed to provide fruit to God. Instead, they want to enjoy profit for themselves. So last year, a giant cryptocurrency exchange called FTX collapsed. You know, maybe if, you, if you're a, you know, a baseball fan like me, you, you noticed that something was a little bit different in umpires' uniforms this year. See, last year, they, they all had FTX on their uniforms. They're sponsored by this this giant cryptocurrency exchange. Not anymore. It collapsed last year after it was revealed that the company secretly took $8 billion of clients' funds to prop up its failing trading arm. Stole money from clients to, well, to, to get a sponsorship with, with Major League Baseball. Anyhow, its founder and CEO Sam Bankman Freed is on trial right now, so it's back in the news. And his former business partner an ex-girlfriend was called as a witness this last week in the trial. She was asked to describe his approach to life. He thought a lot about philosophy, actually. But for him, she said, the only moral rule that mattered was doing whatever would maximize utility. Whatever generates that profit for the greatest number of people. He firmly believed, she said that justifications of rules like don't lie and don't steal didn't work. Well, maybe you can maximize utility by by lying, by stealing. Maybe you can, you know, do well by seeking your own profit. Maybe that works if there's no judge. But there is. <laughs> There is, there is a judge. There's a judge for Sam Bankman Freed today. And there was a judge for the spiritual leaders of Israel. You seek your own profit. You refuse to do what is right before God. You think that's going to benefit you? It doesn't pay in the end. It doesn't pay in the end. There is a judge. This is what Jesus is promising. There is a judge. So you can reflect on it. What have the spiritual leaders of Israel done? They've they've rejected and killed the messengers sent to them. Jesus is talking about prophets. We about prophets like like Isaiah, who was killed by the leaders of the Israelites. He's talking about about all the prophets that God has sent up to that final prophet, that final harbinger of the of Christ's coming, John the Baptist. And what do we hear about John the Baptist? What's, what's, the, what's the opinion of the chief priests and scribes and the elders about him? Well, they know that the people say that John is really a prophet. And they don't believe it. They don't believe it. And they're not going to say from hev- that that his authority came from heaven because they don't believe him. They never did. They rejected John the Baptist. And what happened to John the Baptist? He's killed. He's killed by the tetrarch of Galilee, by Herod, by one of the rulers of God's people. They kill the messengers sent to them in order to seek their own (laughs) profit. By what authority did they come and speak? You know. You know what authority. In the end, they get that he's speaking against them, right? They get it. They perceive that he had told the parable against them. Well, of course. Of course they perceive. This wasn't subtle. They perceive that he is telling the parable against them, against the leaders of God's people. And they decide not to to arrest Jesus right then because they fear the people. They're still seeking their own profit. They're still looking out for themselves. The spiritual leaders of Israel will reject and kill the son too. And the landlord, in the end, says he, he had still one other. He sent his whole staff. I haven't listened to them. He sent his whole staff. They, they disregarded them. Maybe if he sends someone with his full authority, by his authority, his beloved son goes. But they reject him, too. They kill him. They kill him. But by what authority did Jesus come? By what authority does Jesus do these things? By the authority of God. You know, think about it. God isn't, you know, it doesn't doesn't stop at this point because because He has, you know, um, because He's given up patience. God doesn't stop at this point because He's given up patience. God has sent with His Son all that He has. All there that is worthwhile. It's not that God's now giving up, it's that God has provided everything now in sending his son. Think about God's patience here. Think about the patience of the, the landlord in this parable. Why hadn't the landlord attacked the tenants before? You know, Martin Luther, uh, There's a there, there's a quote from, from Martin Luther If I were God and the world had treated me as I as it treated him, I would kick the wretched things to pieces. He would have too. Martin Luther, you would have. We don't have the patience of God. But God has not kicked the wretched thing to pieces. No, God has sent again and again, prophet after prophet. God has sent people to call us back to the right. By what authority does he send the Son? (laughs) Better, better, they should ask, by what extraordinary patience does Jesus do these things? God has provided everything. there is a line not a line under God's patience but a line under the rejection of God consider the severity of God i mean God God promises to remove these spiritual leaders Jesus Jesus promises this and God does remove them God does remove them from their roles God does see their demise while also condemning them should they fail to repent and yield fruit condemning them to hell what happens after this? It's not right away, but but the leaders, the spiritual leaders of God's people, they are displaced. They are displaced. First of all, from their leadership of God's people, no, they're they're replaced in, in some cases by the by the same people who are around, who are around Jesus just then, by the apostles and other disciples. Come the leaders of the of the church, leaders of the the, the first generation of the, of church leadership. There are new spiritual leaders of God's people. Better ones. But at times, God's judgment still comes on new spiritual leaders of God's people. When we we have to to read in the newspaper about about leaders of of God's people who disqualify themselves from from church leadership by by their own actions. When we have to read about that in the papers, we... We can know God's judgment is on them. Don't forget that God, while patient, while gracious, is severe in justice. God is our judge. Yeah, this past week leaders of Hamas and in, in in Gaza, what have they done? They've they've sent men murdering their way through villages through homes, through, through music festival, massacring babies and old women, kidnapping children, attacking civilians for no other reason than that they're Israeli, that they're Jewish. What do they think this will profit them? Do they think they'll gain, what they gain will be worth more than the price they'll pay? Do they think that there is no judge? But there is. God is just. Christ will wash away all the sins of those who turn to him by the, with the fruit of faith and repentance, but, but those who hate him, who mock God by brutalizing those made in his image, both honor of the vineyard do. He will come and destroy the tenants. He does. He does. He did to those spiritual leaders of Israel then, and he does today. murder of innocence the tenants killing the owner's son it's almost enough to drive us to despair unless God works a miracle what can you do in the face of that I'm dead and gone unless God works a miracle Jesus doesn't end this parable with, with that judgment he doesn't end at that point. It doesn't end with, with everybody dead. No, he follows it up right away, saying the stone that the builders rejected, that same son killed by the tenants, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. God is building something new. This death, it's not the end. The builders, read the spiritual leaders, they rejected it, but it's become the chief cornerstone Of that new tower, that new vineyard, that vineyard rebuilt, that new temple not built with hands. God triumphs here, not just through justice, but better through the resurrection. Through the resurrection. This culminates not just in justice, but in resurrection, in new life. That those servants sent by God, that they're not just avenged, they're redeemed. Not only is justice brought for the for the evil tenants, but justice is also brought for the faithful servants. By God's authority, Jesus says these things. Jesus does these things. Jesus works these things. So think about our own place. Think about our own place. Because we are in a vineyard today. God has put a fence around it, dug a pit for the wine press, has built a tower. You know, the the whole Bible, the whole creation of, of humanity starts out in a garden, doesn't it? Where Adam is given the job to protect the garden, to keep it. Now God has kept it, has kept what Adam failed to keep. God has built up that place for us. We have those many spiritual benefits. Yeah, you know, what did the the leaders of of God's people have? Have them? They they had the scriptures, they had prophets. We have better. We have the scripture. We have, we have we have prophets. We have we have the the whole of the scripture, the New Testament, and we have Jesus Christ, redeemed, uh, re- redeeming us. We have the the Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. We have these many spiritual benefits. We know that God has been patient with us when we have been faithless. When we've fallen into sin, when we've turned from God, God has been patient, has given us more time. Sent us servant after servant. God is severe with us if we reject him, especially with spiritual leaders. But God's ultimate triumph, he's preserved the church to this day. And glorifies Christ, either in our worship or in our condemnation, if we reject Him. Avail yourselves of the spiritual benefits. it has been amazing to see, even just in the last last two months, people people getting comfortable with the Bible for the for the first time, yeah, enjoying these spiritual benefits, and to be glad for God's patience respond to it by yielding fruit. Not seeking profit now for yourself, but looking to him with hope. This is how the vineyard looks the way it's supposed to. Stealing fruit to God. <laughs> and we do that in that cornerstone, that new foundation. There is here the house of the Lord, and there is in it a place for you. Amen